BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Happy New Year to you. The great Romana Sane from the Chicago Sun-Times. She's with us every Friday. D, what do you got for me? Any updates? Romana, wait. Oh. <laughs> I forgot to make my recommendation. I was going to recommend that uh, Romana watch Hee Haw. Boy, what a good show that is. He, hey, who was the guy that loved Hee Haw? <laughs> well, nobody. Nobody actually loved it, but. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> she, I think she'd really I like Hee Haw. Hee Haw. Hee from back in the day. All right, it's time for the back half and more about Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's press briefing this morning. A press briefing all about the city's plan for Chicago schools. The plan, get these teachers and students back into the classroom ASAP. Even at the height of a pandemic where our state just saw its millionth positive test result. And even though the Chicago Teachers Union, well, they just don't want to go back. We played three clips earlier and we have three more to go in the last clip we played. Well, we learned the mayor's thoughts on online learning. She's not a fan. The other thing I would say is this. The other thing that's important for you to do is actually see what's happening on remote learning. I have. In some instances, it works quite well. But in many others, it does not. Ben, your thoughts on that again? (sighs) Just rehearing it. Of course it doesn't work quite well. Of course it's an inadequate substitute for in-class learning. Of course this is a horrific situation that's exacerbating all the inequities. But it's a real pandemic. It's not like people are saying, oh, we want to do remote learning because we think it's more effective than in-class learning. The reality is we're in a pandemic. It's dangerous. We're being told two conflicting messages. One, stay at home as much as possible. Do not come in contact with other human beings. Be protected as you possibly can. So we don't spread this horrific disease. And on the other hand, we're being told, get in that classroom and get in there now or we'll fire you. Now, it's just a freaking mixed message from a mayor who just, I just got to say this, D, what was it, a month ago, was doing that commercial where she was pretending she was crying because she couldn't have Thanksgiving with her loved ones? But shut up and get in that classroom. And I don't care what it does to your loved ones. Yeah, mixed message gate following us into the new year, I guess. Uh, by the way, for those who did not know or did not listen, mixed message gate number one in our 10 gates of <laughs> Illinois Hell countdown. The 10 gates of <laughs> Illinois Hell. Yeah, <laughs> Holy crap. 
beat out Madigan Gate. How did that happen? <laughs> beat out Madigan Gate. All right. Now, before we play the rest of the audio we have here, we do need to read the following from the Chicago Sun-Times, France Spielman, and Adir Issa on today's press briefing. Chicago Public Schools will move ahead with its plan to reopen classrooms Monday, and staff who are supposed to report to schools but don't show up will not be paid. Mayor Lori Lightfoot and her school's chief said Friday in a final pitch that it's safe for parents to send their children back to school and teachers to go to work. All right. Well, they will. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's play the rest of the audio. Ben, weigh in with your thoughts. Here we go. It all boils down to is giving families the option to make the best decision for themselves. Many of whom rely upon their school communities to make sure that their children get a warm meal and a safe place to be so they can fulfill their God-given talents. To deny parents this option is irresponsible and wrong. It just is. I understand the stress that we have all felt during. All right, we're going to pause it right there. Ben, your thoughts. All right. Uh, First of all, I guess they're not going to fire them now. They're just not going to pay them. Remember, at first they said they were going to be fired. I think this changes. They said they weren't going to be fired, but it'll be there'll be some punishment. So I guess this is what we're seeing. All right. So now they're not going to fire them. Uh, They're going to not pay them, which, you know. So wait, let me get this straight. Uh, if you're doing remote learning, will you be paid for that? Or will they just dock you completely and you work for free if you're doing the remote learning? You know, I'm just asking the questions, okay? And I'm sure if I was asking the questions, Lori Life would start chiding me and telling me I had my facts wrong. I'm just asking the questions. You know, you, like, so it's either all or nothing. Is that it? If you, you got to go into the classroom, because again, folks, just so you know, not all parents will be sending their child back to the classroom. So some kids will still be dependent on remote learning. And the way the system is set up is that teachers are supposed to be teaching the class that are kids who are in front of them and the kids who are in their homes remotely. So if you're not going to show up, so what is it? Is it going to be like a all or nothing? If you just do the remote, but don't go in the classroom, do you get like half or do you get nothing? And you just volunteering your work you get like I, a I, gift card. What do you get I mean, <laughs> gift card to Starbucks, but don't go in. Don't sit. Okay. No congregating. Yeah, no congregating. Remember that? You can walk along the lake. For, you can run. Don't look at the, the sky. Remember that? Remember when you weren't even allowed to go to the lakefront? Couldn't go outdoors? But no. Oh, yeah, go indoors. Go into some old freaking building without with the worst ventilation in the world <laughs> where they may or may not have cleaned things up. We don't know. You know? They may or may not have purifiers. Whatever. But... Don't stand at the lakefront and look at the sky. Uh Uh-uh, can't do that. That's dangerous. Uh, So, again, this whole issue, they're trying to make this. Rob did the same thing. And he closed the 50 schools. They made it like a civil rights issue. Our children have the right to go to good schools. And if these empty schools are not good schools, we have to consolidate them so they have more services. So they put, they took, think about all the great learning you could have done. 
If a school's population falls, that's more individual attention for a student. You could have flipped it. You could have said, you know what? We're going to keep these schools open and we're going to have, just think about what Lori Lightfoot was saying, so they can reach their God-given talent. You could have had early morning classes. You could have had late morning classes. You could have had parenting centers. You, you could have had individualized attention for the kids. You could have really made a strong effort to make sure that the kids who are the poor kids, low-income kids who are lagging behind, their wealthier peers, because they don't have the advantages, may catch up. No, didn't want to do that. Just shove them into a classroom. Make sure that the classrooms are still overcrowded in the name of helping them. And now we're doing the same thing. Put them in a classroom. Oh, suddenly they care so much. The powers that be in Chicago care so much about the poorest kids in Chicago. They're going to make them go back to school in the middle of a pandemic. As I said before, pandemic won't last forever. If you really care about dismantling the inequities that work so much against the poor kids of Chicago. You got plenty of time to do it when the pandemic's over. But I don't believe it. I've never seen the powers that be in the city of Chicago give a damn about the poor kids in the city of Chicago. They certainly got every time when it comes to raising taxes to help the schools. It's like such a big deal. You know, it's it's almost like they apologize for it. And then they siphon off money at the top for the TIFs. So I would believe Mayor Lori Lightfoot and the powers that be in the city of Chicago that they cared about the poor kids of the city. If they were to say, you know what? We're dismantling that Lincoln Yard TIF. We're dismantling the South Loop TIF because those kids need that money. I would believe it. But I think they only care about the poor kids of Chicago when it comes to sticking it to the Chicago Teachers Union and Stacey Davis Gates. Yeah, and I think uh, this Lightfoot is long gone. <laughs> Apologies to all the Aries. But if you stay at home now, maybe you can celebrate with the Geminis later. Stay home, safe life. Yes. Yeah, stay, stay at home. No, that those days are gone, days. Now, I, I, I hear these like the health experts she drags out. Like, well, you know, the pandemic's getting a little better. Uh, just, you know, it's really safe in these schools. Okay, all right. Oh, and, what? And Jim on the live stream chat. This one's for you. Just stay home. Save lives. Yeah, unless you're a Chicago public school teacher, then get out of your home. <laughs> yeah. All right, two more clips to play here, and I believe she addresses the CTU in these clips. Here we go. We've made a commitment to engaging with the CTU leadership, and the CPS team has manifested that commitment every single day since June. CPS's good faith efforts to engage with the CTU leadership, 51 formal meetings and counting, not to mention all the informal conversations that have taken place. Our folks have come to the table with good faith. Our folks have come to the table wishing to forge a partnership and collaboration in the best interest of our children. We have to have partnership in that. We need to have a going forward with substantive collaborative engagement focused first and foremost on our children and their education and their safety. 
We are here. We are at the table. We stand ready to move forward together for towards a solution. The fact of the matter remains that remote learning, as I've said, just isn't sustainable for everyone. It works fine for some, but increasingly we're seeing, not just here in Chicago, but nationally, it's just not working for others. And finally. So let me end by saying this. <laughs> to our teachers and our staff, we look forward to seeing you on Monday. Oh, I want you to know that I have absolutely heard you. Absolutely heard you. I know you are anxious. I know many of you are scared. And I understand that. And we will continue to work hard to make sure that we are accommodating as many people as possible. I also know that you care deeply about our children. You wouldn't be in this profession if you didn't. And there it was, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's address on Chicago Public Schools moving forward. You know, why is it when she did that final little bit to the teachers, she sounded like she freaking hated them? You remember? I mean, I've, uh, we've listened to Lori Lightfoot in many different uh, like aspects of Lori Lightfoot's personality and care. There's like the joking Lori Lightfoot, you know what I mean? With the guitar, Jean Jean. There was the Lori Lightfoot who was emoting to show how she really, like she was pretending to be talking to, I don't know who she was pretending to be talking about on that phone call she had about Thanksgiving, you know? And then there's uh, <laughs> the Lori Lightfoot talking to the teachers. I really care about you. <laughs> Just like one step away from the, uh, I will take your car, Lori Lightfoot. All right, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Chicago Teachers Union made a strategic blunder, in my humble opinion, in the 2019 mayoral election. They not only endorsed Tony Prickwinkle over Lori Lightfoot, they really endorsed Tony Prickwinkle over Lori Lightfoot. And in doing so, they exaggerated the virtues of Tony Prickwinkle and utterly demonized Lori Lightfoot. And I thought that was a bad move when they did it. I said it at the time. I still say it, even though I love Chicago Teachers Union and SDG. But Lori Lightfoot has taken it to such an extreme. And it's so obvious that she just has this venomous attitude towards Stacey Davis Gates and the Chicago Teachers Union. And I really think it doesn't do her well and it doesn't do our city well. And we've seen this side of Lori Lightfoot before. If you're on her bad side, it like repulses her. Byron Sixer Lopez stands up at a city council meeting. I don't know if he was standing up as a virtual meeting, but he asserts at a city council meeting his objections to a police settlement and raises the issue of Angie Nate Young and she starts lecturing him. You don't know the facts. You don't know what you're talking about. Ray Lowe, Raymond Lopez of the 15th Ward questions her about police strategies during the uh, unrest, the rioting that followed George Floyd's murderer, and she tells him he's 100% full of shit. Anytime somebody disagrees with him, anytime someone dares to disagree with her, she questions her credibility, she questions her integrity, she questions whether they know what they're talking about. Even in the case of Anginette Young, when she
she didn't know what she was talking about. And I keep saying this. When the NBA wanted to bring back basketball, there was a very personal engagement between the leaders of the NBA and the leaders of the players union. And so the comparable thing would be for Lori Lightfoot herself to reach out to Stacey Davis Gates or Jesse Sharkey, whichever one she wants to. If she can't take Stacey Davis Gates for whatever reason, then Jesse and say, what can we do to work together? What we what can we do to alleviate the concerns that you have? But this BS about meetings, about the one thing that I agree with John Canizero, the Fraternal Order Police, or any police officer in Chicago when it comes to negotiations is the city plays hardball in negotiations. When they sit down at a table and it's lawyers for CPS or bureaucrats for CPS on one side and leaders of the Chicago Teachers Union or the Fraternal Order Police or whatever on the other side, it's an adversarial relationship. It's like a hardball negotiation. And Lori Lightfoot showed that with the Anjanette Young matter. She plays hardball. She's a corporate lawyer. And that's the game she learned. And that's her background. So it's like 50 meetings? 50 meetings where you didn't listen to them? 50 meetings where you played hardball? We never reached out on a personal level? I'm sorry, Lori Lightfoot has all kinds of meetings with all kinds of things. Hillary Clinton comes to town. She's ready to meet with Hillary Clinton. Right, D? She had a fight with Bobby Rush but over uh, the election. Bobby Rush said far worse things about Lori Lightfoot than Stacey Davis Gates ever did. But she made up with him with Popcorn Gate. So when it's, you know, she's happy to meet with others. Mayor Pete, she loves meeting with Mayor Pete. That's her guy. I hope it works to Chicago's advantage now he's the transportation secretary. So they've treated the Chicago Teachers Union like they're an adversarial force. And then she tries to turn around at the last minute and say, oh, but I really love teachers. Teachers see through that. By the way, and I'll repeat what I said. I keep talking about this over and over again. I got an old friend, a Chicago teacher. She's pregnant right now. She still has not heard from CPS whether they will grant her an exemption or whether they will force her to go to the classroom. So, you know, you would think this would be one of the, if they've paid attention to every single detail, you think this would be one example of it, but no. So I don't know, D. I got to tell you, there's some kind of political game going on here with this, this determination to open up the schools while we're in a pandemic. And uh, just what was today? What the papers say? More people died in Illinois than any other days. Didn't I see that headline in today's papers? Did I miss that D or did I get that right? That today's papers have said more people died today than any other day. Did I get that right? Um, we're going to open up the I'm schools. I'm not sure. Oh, great. <laughs> I want to back up that claim if it's wrong. Uh, Illinois uh, COVID cases top 1 million. That's the headline I saw in today's paper. And uh, uh, 
Illinois coronavirus cases tally eclipsed 1 million as state public health officials announced 8,757 more people have uh, contracted COVID-19. A total of 1 million infections have been diagnosed across the state. That's an average of about 3,360 new cases a day. So maybe I didn't see that headline. Eh, we'll just take that out of there. <laughs> yeah, we'll just edit that out of the podcast. Uh, yeah, usually, <laughs> usually I'd be like, yeah, that's right. But that was a pretty big one. I didn't want to just. Yeah, I don't know. I oh, didn't see hey, sh- the mayor's on the phone. Shh, be quiet. This is the right thing to do, even though it's a hard thing to do. Of course, I'll give your love to, to Amy and Viv and Hank. All right. Love you, Mom. We'll talk on Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Close for sign. Okay. See, that's Mayor Lightfoot really trying to show how much she cares about something. I don't quite feel that same. No, I admit it. She probably would care more about someone in her family. Yeah, than she would about a teacher that she doesn't even know. But I don't know. Could do a better job. For some reason, D, when I, with that thing at the end where she was like supposedly pouring out her heartfelt feelings about Chicago teachers, it seemed more closer to that. We'll take your car. Wait, sh- sh- she's still on the phone. Be quiet. Sh- I don't want an answer. It's not something you ignore. <laughs> I think you're 100%. She's got more communication with Raymond Lopez than she has with Stacey Davis Gates. Now, admittedly, it's not, you know, the most peaceful and friendly communication. But, uh, I will never talk to Stacey Davis Gates ever. And by the way, did I hear Phyllis a minute ago? Springfield politicians, <laughs> they promise they won't tax retirement income if their constitutional amendment passes. Change your phone number, dude. Dude, I, I got to get rid of the phone. And you got to understand, I, I, the phone didn't even, it, I, I can't even explain this. It's like, I don't even know how to turn it off. It's just like, so I, it rings. I, the, the phone itself doesn't work. So it's, I don't know why we even have the phone. That's a whole other issue. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a cry for help, D. Well, luckily, we've made a bit about it. So, you know, we're, we're fine when it happens. Uh, yeah, what a week. What a week, man. What a week, and let's close it down. That's our show, everybody. Remember, you can download wow. previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, like this weekend's Benny J bonus interviews, like the one on Monday with Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor. Oh, my God, it's fire. Go download it. Uh, and so much more, so much more content. Over 800 episodes of the Ben Jarofsky show for you to check out. Chicagoreader.com, where every you download podcasts if you download check us out on the live stream sometime we're on youtube one until 3 p.m central time at the chicago reader youtube channel hang out on the live stream chat and say hey to all the people that we reference on the program kathy jim michael girardi brianna uh frank steven i don't know where steven's been but dragon slayer 19 was on today by the way ben he says hello and uh i would say hello right back Oh, there you go. He says hello right back, Dragon Slayer 19. And uh, follow us online at Benny J Show, B E N N Y, the letter J Show, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can always send us an email, Benny J Show uh, at gmail.com. That's our email. And you can call us, 708 658 4788. That number again, 708 658 4788. Have a fantastic weekend. And I think I'm done talking.